Quest Gaming Network presents Elder Scrolls Off the Record. everybody, welcome back to Elder Scrolls Off The Record for episode number 25. We are at 25. Man, I had to remind myself before we started recording what episode we were in. Anyway, I am Joe the Widget Wilson, and I am being joined, as always, by Mr. Evarwin. I'm gonna get things done at the last second. I'm gonna get things done at the last second. Click, clack, bang! <laughs> it's done! <laughs> done. That happened. Joe, how are you? I am doing fantastic. And yeah. shall we mention the other other guy with a sexy beret on all the time? You know, I see his picture in Skype all the time, and all I can I, I constantly picture him with that beret on all the time. I don't know what it mm. is. He sleeps in it. And he sleeps in it exactly. That's what I'm thinking. Mister, the lore man himself, Louis Olan. Hey, hello, Joe. Hello, Ivarwin. Hello, everyone in the chat room. Oh, yeah. I, yes, I do sleep with that hat on. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> when they make Just me. sometimes. And we decided to fire Dave. He's no longer on the show. Um, he, what? He was guest, he guest host on episode number 12, and this is, last week was episode 24, so he was technically kind of on for, you know, an equal part of the shows, and if we had him on the show today, he would go over that halfway mark. It's just... It's too much of a liability. Oh, this, is, this is... Man, I'm done. <laughs> Table flip. Ah. I'm just kidding. We can't get rid of him. He's just so cute with his pigtails. Mr. David Adams. D-I-E-N. <laughs> Someone pull a pigtail. Someone we pull we a pigtail. need to have a Dave shout in the game. I swear. D-N. Force. We need to have a whole episode like that. Just shout everything. <laughs> Dan uh, Force! And today, <laughs> I did! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that wouldn't work. I don't think so. <laughs> so what about that business? What do we got today? <clears throat> this show is sponsored by Doghouse Systems. Great systems uh, built for your all your gaming needs. Excellent prices. Go over and check their site out at doghousesystems.com. If you do decide to pick up one of these amazing systems, which also have amazing customer service, remember, at checkout, put in, off the record, all one word, and you'll get double the RAM. That's a $100 to $150 value. Off the record, all one word. Additional support was provided by Tony R., the Great Bandit King, who knocked off a Khajiit trading wagon to support the show. This episode is for you. Mr. Bandit King... <laughs> oh, how about we get into the show? Uh, just the show proper. Okay. Um, 
<laughs> just the show? You don't want to get into anything else? No, no, no. Just, just the show? Just the okay. show. Just okay. the show. Oh, okay, I guess just the show. Oh, that's the first. Can I do my meat and potatoes first? Oh! Oh! Oh, oh. oh. oh you did do it. You did say it. I want to go first. Oh. I want to go first. I go first. Alright, I'll take that silence as yes, so I can go first. Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> I did, uh, I'm still playing my sneaky sneaky character. I made it to level 33, barely. Not as far along as I wanted to be, considering I have 17 levels to go for another week in the last week. I'm a little bit behind schedule, but I don't feel as bad looking at other things. But um, I did my walkabout, and I did do most of the Markarth area, and I went and finished Red Eagle, which took me literally like 10 seconds. I love that question. <laughs> yeah, it was. it's quick, but it's really cool. Um, I did the. I found the Ivory Claw. I'd look it up, but I found it because I wanted last week. I wanted to go into the the. Where was it at? You know what? I was gonna write it down, and I couldn't find it on my map because I forgot. It was just uh. south of Solitude in the marsh. Oh, okay. It's actually the quest. It's it's the the place where you start the Forbidden Legend quest. Oh, the, okay. The three necklaces. Gotcha. That's why I had it. Okay. Yeah, and the whole point of that of that room, black or um, Reachwater, back Reachwater, whatever it's called, is where it has the two puzzle rooms for the two claws, it's actually the final room for the Forbidden Legend quest chain. Because there's three pedestals to put each necklace on. Yeah, I, I actually did that the other day. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> so I, I finished that up. Well, I didn't do the three necklaces yet, because one of the necklaces you have to get from a place that you can only open up doing the, ma- the, call- the mage quest line, the mage college. Mm-hmm. I can't talk today. <sighs> yeah, Liz yeah. said that the Everclaw is found in Full Gunther. Which is south oh. of Solitude. Okay. No wonder you didn't remember that name. It sounds like a sneeze. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> we'll the, the first piece that, isn't the first piece of that in that first, um, well, the one that comes from the, the Mage College quest line, isn't that in the first dungeon that you go in? Yeah. Yeah. It is, but I don't want to go to the time because there's a whole bunch of story and crap you have to go through first before you even get to that point. It takes you an hour. Yeah. And with this character, I'm, I'm just kind of avoiding that whole Mage College scenario. Even though that Labyrinthian is one of my favorite quests in the entire game, or dungeons, I'm just not going to do it. It doesn't seem to work for it. But I did return the Skeleton Key, finally. Well, I wanted oh, to man, finish no. it. One of my goals was to finish the Thieves' Guild quest. And I have to I say... I saw you do that. Yeah, we did it last night during the live stream. <laughs> and I yeah. gotta say that the Twilight Sepulchre, which is where it's at, is amazing. The place looks so cool. And I didn't realize that light can burn you to death. <laughs> Until it burned me to death. <laughs> I'm on fire! That, that was like the coolest dungeon. Man, the, the end of that chain is just amazing. Yeah, it is. I was watching you do it, man. I, now, I, now I have to do it just to watch it again. So, there's this one room you go into. It's full of fog. It's pitch black. It's awesome looking and there's like this cliff you can't see a bottom at at all at the other end of the room and it's got these up and down up and up and down place it's a big open room and there's these little there's lights here and there in this room okay i was like oh great good light so i went over to the light and died my character <laughs> smoldering in ashes you know I, so so that i figured that out i put two and two together light equals bad so i didn't i avoided the light from that point on yeah i'm the smart one <laughs> but that place is full of interesting little puzzles and tricks to it and when you get to the very end, it is so cool. That deity that pops up from the center ring, she's yes. hot. I want what she's wearing on my girl. 
are we are we talking hotter than Astrid hot or or close to it because um hotter just, just wondering really yeah <laughs> Joe is actually admitting there's someone hotter than Astrid in this game <laughs> yeah I want her anyway um <laughs> my my in-game character wants her I'm happily married thank you uh <laughs> <laughs> my wife's over there giving me a dirty look Oh, she's not giving me because she's busy on Diablo, but she would be if she was looking at me. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I really enjoyed that quest, and I have to go turn in the the eyes from when I killed What's-His-Face in the previous quest. That was before that once that What's-A-Plates, you know, that one. <laughs> Is that the, the Falmer eye thing that you had? Yeah, when you go kill... Um, oh, I keep forgetting his name. He's the main protagonist in the uh, Thieves Guild quest chain. When I took him out... Yeah, you get the eyes from the statue, and you have to go turn those in. Then you have to go do 100% for the Thieves Guild quest, and that's a pain in the mm-hmm. neck. That's where you have to go to each city and do a whole bunch of stuff to get your reputation up in each city. And then that's when you finally get 100% in every city is when you finish the the whole Thieves Guild quest. Yeah, Mercer Frey, that, that good guy. Anyway, so I'm going to get to that probably this next week. I, I did do the Septimus um, Cygnus Daedra quest. Which is north of Dawnstar? No, it's, it's it's just north of the Mage College quest. The Mage College. Out in the middle of the frozen ocean is the one that, when you finish it, you get the book that gives you five levels in each of that particular category. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, that's actually part of the main, the Dovahkiin storyline, right? Like, you have yeah. to go out there you and you have to go there for the main storyline, yeah. Yes. And something cool happened. Because you have to go through a dwarven ruins in order to get to Blackreach. And there's this point, mm-hmm. right when you finish Blackreach, or right when you finish Dwarven Ruins, right till you get to the door of Blackreach, there's like a little stairway that opens up, you have to go down, but right there, there's two people in Sneak arguing, alright? It's like this some mm-hmm. kind of... It's, it's It has to do with the whole Dwemer Ruins, there's a whole story behind that ruins. And if you look at the uh, the journals, as you go through it, you can see the story as it goes. And you got these two people arguing right there at the end of it, I went up behind the dude, slit his throat, and the girl who was sneaking, arguing with him in mid-sentence, just stood up and went, huh? And stood there. <laughs> so I went around the other p- pillars, and I got right behind her, slit her throat, hit the button, went down the stairs, and was on my way. And normally, when you watch them, they'll sit there and get in this epic fight duel going around you. And depending who wins or loses, the winner will go over there and, and try to kill you. So I figured I'd kill a middleman, literally, and just kill them both. <laughs> I'll have done with this. Never mind. I'll just kill them both. <laughs> All done. See ya. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I did start Mayroon's Razor today, earlier today, and I got two of the three parts, and this is one of the funniest events I have ever seen in any game ever happen to me today. Are you guys ready for this? Mm-hmm. Ivarwin's been dead silent. He's starting to scare me. Uh, I'm here. All right, cool. <laughs> All right, but before I get into this, I want to I have a quick rant about the sneak bug. Dave saw it happening. Yeah, I, I can attest to it. I am level 94 in sneak, okay? I don't have any sneak bonuses on any of my armor or my weapon. And I'll go up behind somebody. And before I swing, they turn around and see me. Every single time, even though I'm hidden. And today, when I was doing the whole Mayroon's Razor thing, I went into Crack crack Tusk Keep to get the second piece. And people would see me and then not see me literally two seconds later. I'd be going up behind them. It would say... I, they saw me, they'd, huh, turn around, and then automatically the eyes would close again, they'd turn right back around again. I had that happen to me with my Khajiit. 
It's constantly happening to me, and it's driving it's me insane. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Just just go through. Just go through it. Do what you got to do. Because it, I mean, it happened to me all the time, and I just ignored it. Well, it got to the point where they would see me before I, I swung, and I'd have to get into a, a, a dagger fight right then and there because my character is built to do insane damage um, in sneak. I have the thirty. Per- I have thirty times damage bonus right now. I have the fifteen are times you, bonus for the skill tree for sneak. Are you getting are you getting too close to him? Because I would notice I know a couple I, of times. I watched he didn't. He had one one chick saw him from across an entire area and just beelined at him wow. while he was in sneak. Wow, that's <laughs> bad. <laughs> it got bad and it was getting me so angry. There was one point though when I was getting the blood for the uh, Septimus quest. And it's it. I, you go. There's this one dungeon. I always I forgot the name of it again. It's just like a underground bar for bandits. And oh, liars! Liars something. retreat. Yes, liars retreat. And <laughs> there, you can get every blood type except for high elf in that dungeon, all in that small little area. So that's why I go there. And I was as I went to go kill an orc who's I don't know he's mentally challenged or something like that, but he's in his in a room by himself, locked, talking to himself. When you open the door, he goes, huh, and he stands up and he stands in front of the door. What I did, and it kind of made Dave laugh too, but I hit the sneak roll. I rolled right past him, and as I rolled past him, I hit attack. So my girl rolled right past him, popped up, grabbed his hair, slit his throat, and he just dropped. <laughs> it, was, it was like one solid move from opening the door. He shot in and killed the dude. It was, it was hilarious. <laughs> I couldn't do that again if I tried. But anyway, back to this funny story. All right, so I was in Crack Tusk Keep. I jumped the wall near a rock and got over there, over on top, and there's an archer that's walking back and forth. I was playing this all like, um, you know, uh, what's that spy movie? <laughs> kind of like a James, not James Bond, but anyway. Spy Kids. Yeah, well, whatever. That's the stupidest <laughs> thing I've heard today. <laughs> but uh, so this, this, this orc is patrolling up top on the wooden um, tower. There's a, a pathway that goes across the, the rock wall. I went up behind him, and he did that little sneak bug where he goes, huh, and turns around. But I caught him at the very split second to where my girl stabbed him in the stomach. He dropped down, crossed her blades at his neck, and cut his head off. But here is what made me literally die in tears nearly today. I, I, was, I was crying. It was so funny. The head popped off flying towards my screen, okay? I saw this in full detail. The head fly, flew towards my screen, face first. The mouth was still moving. <clears throat> and this is what it said. I fought worse than you. <laughs> See, dude, to- uh, you know what that means, right? The Monty Python's Black Knight was actually an orc. <laughs> this is only a flesh wound. <laughs> yeah, apparently you just got your head chopped I off. I died, man. man. I fought worse than you. The guy turns around, huh? I cut his head off. The, high, the head's flying at me, mouthing and saying, I fought worse than you as it flew past me. I, I don't know. It, it tore me up. <laughs> the best bug I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> anyway, to wrap it up, my sneak is, is 94. I'm waiting to get 100 for my final perk, Shadow Warrior. Uh, my armor is... I have light armor at 52. And I put two more points in the Agile Defender, so I have 60% bonus to the armor rating. My one hand is at 66, so I'm 4 out of 5 of the Armsmen. So that's about 80% bonus damage to one hand. And I really want to get Dual Savagery, which is the last perk on the right-hand side. 
and it gives a 50% damage bonus to dual wielding power moves. So when I do get caught stuck, you know, standing up, I can actually defend myself properly. I did do a lot of trade skills this week. I got 79 in smithing, so I got my glass armor, and it's the modified armor, and oh, it's hot. <laughs> Basically, glass shoulders and nothing else. Anyway, 69 enchanting. So I got I only put one point into it so far, so I have 20% bonus to enchants, and my goal for next week is I want to get 100, 100 enchanting so I can get dual enchants on all my armor and weapons. And I want to hit level 50, of course, because it's the final week of the challenge. And as for quests, pretty much anything that comes my way. That's uh, that's my week. That was lackluster. Okay, uh, Ivarwin, what about you, man? Uh, well, if you think that was lackluster, wait till you hear mine. Because <laughs> it downright sucks. <laughs> I, I basically... Uh, I practically rage quit the game this week. I was so furious. Do tell. Um, I, I know I said last week that I wanted to, you know, kind of like walk away from the Mage Guild quest, and I, I, I went back, and I shouldn't have, because I got stuck in this this godforsaken Dwimmer ruin called um, Mizfult M Z U L F T. I guess it's Zulft. 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 Something like that. I don't know. I got stuck in this place, and you know, I, I should have, I should have walked away when when I realized that I couldn't even raise the Falmer that are in there as my own zombies, but, you know, I didn't. I got stubborn and I stuck with it because <clears throat> that's the way that I am. I, just, I try to stick with things as, as best as I can. What I ended up doing was I walk in this place, all right, it's, it's, you know, it's got all these, you know, uh, Dwimmer robots rolling around in there. They're very, very hard for my character to, to fight off, but I'm basically taking them out with my two-handed sword, um, but they are knocking the heck out of me. But I'm getting through it, and I'm I'm picking up all the soul gems because I I use enchanting, um, so I I need that stuff. I make it through this this whole thing, avoid the traps pretty well, and then I start getting further inside, and it becomes a, a cave. There's a, a broken wall, and you go inside, and there's it turns into a cave basically. And these uh, the you know the little chitins that that throw the the acid spit at you. Yes, these guys mop the floor with me. The epic cockroaches. The in, yeah. in, in like no small way, these guys tear me apart. You mean those churros? <laughs> yeah, the churros. <laughs> the churros, the black, <laughs> ugly churros. No sugar on those guys. I, I swear, I tried. I, I mean, you know, let me tell you, I, I really got like, and you can probably hear the frustration in my voice just talking about this because I wanted to choke somebody out. I was getting so furious. <laughs> <laughs> I had to walk away from the game. Like I was that angry. There, you know, between getting, and I don't understand how this happened either. I would, I would walk into one room, and I would have ter- two of these epic cockroaches on me, and like six Falmer. I don't know where they came from. They came from some room, which is down the friggin' hall, all the way out in God knows where, and they're just all like, "Oh, look, here's an orc. Let's kick his butt." I'm like, "Well, hey guys, what's going on? Like, how come this doesn't happen with every other character?" When I'm not being like you know <laughs> challenged from week to week, the stress is mounting. I've got six of these guys I'm trying to down. Two of them are spitting acid at me. My my health is is like you know sinking down to you know at the at the rate of the national deficit skyrockets up. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> Half of my skills mean absolutely nothing. I'm I'm down to a flame atronach, and I hope the flame atronach <laughs> dies because it explodes and does the most damage that I have. <laughs> 
My damn two-handed sword is doing absolutely nothing to these things. I can't raise zombie. I can't turn any of these Falmer into a zombie because it keeps telling me that, oh, that Falmer is, you know, too, you know, too, too high level for your spell. Well, you know what? He's dead. Go, <laughs> go eat it, jerk. <laughs> damn you, Skyrim. Damn you. <laughs> I have to say, Lauren, I know the quest you're going, you're, you're doing. It's actually, you have to, it's right where you're at the point of, of, the Staff of Magus, I believe. Yeah. And that that dungeon's mid-20s, dude. Everything in there is mid-20s. Yeah, it's a pain in the butt. I, when I first did it, my first time with my first character when I was doing Mage, I was around your level doing it. I gave up. And I had to come back when I was in my mid-20s, and that's when it actually became doable. I rage quit. <laughs> yeah, we all did, dude. <laughs> I flat out rage quit. We had all rage quit I took, there. I, I literally, I took, you know how you threw your cat down the hole last week, Dave? I didn't throw him. I lobbed him. It was different. <laughs> I almost did that. I, I, my mouth, I threw my mouse on the keyboard, and I was like, damn it! <laughs> Walked away. I, I have very little time to actually get a good block of game time in from day to day. And I set aside a good four and a half hours to say, all right, I'm going to today I have four and a half hours. You know, I'm going to do this. This is what I'm going to do. I am in this game. No distractions, nothing. I'm going to epic this thing out. (sighs) Hour and 45 minutes later, (laughs) I wanted to chew my monitor. (laughs) So I said, "Okay, this is obviously not going well for me. I left. I went into another cave. I I walked out of that whole place. (laughs) I, I took a road. You know, I said that the hell with the mages die as far as I care right now. <laughs> Every one of you can be just like nuclear bombed by that huge glowing orb. And I'm not figuring this out. I could care less. Just sink into the sea for all I care. <laughs> <laughs> That's how frustrated I was. I took the road north and east, I think. It was north and north and west. And I, I walked into some bandit cave, mopped the floor with them. And, um, Feel better about yourself? A lot better. But the problem is... <laughs> I almost felt bad for what I did to those guys. <laughs> because every kill, every strike with my two-handed weapon turned into a kill cam shot where I'm just like, you know, driving my sword into their chest and they're getting heaved up in the air and I'm throwing them on the ground. Or like I'm cutting a leg off and coming down on them and, and, and striking them in the head with my two-handed sword. Like I just mopped the floor with these guys. But unfortunately, none of my skills leveled up. At the end of the day, I was still level 15. None of my skills had gotten leveled up. Even the heavy armor, as much damage as I was taking inside that Dwimmer Ruin, my heavy armor skill didn't level up once. Hmm. Exactly. That's what I said. Hmm. Plus a string of expletives afterward. <laughs> Things that make you go, hmm. <sighs> so I didn't get very far. However, the, the 20 minutes that I actually logged in today so I could write down the, you know, where I was at with all of my skills... I made more progress in that Dwimmer Ruin in that 20 minutes than I did in the hour 45 minutes I did <laughs> earlier. I mean, it was, it, was, it was a smash fest. I was going in there. I was, uh, I was throwing my, my Flame Archernach out there, and she was tanking everything, and I was using my destruction spells and killing everything left and right. I, uh, what, what else was I doing? Oh, I, <laughs> I was picking up, I was picking up um, more, more of the, the, uh, the crystals, I found an enchanting table. I disenchanted a couple of things. I, I took this two-handed dwarven sword that I had. I enchanted it with a, um, a soul-sucking enchant. 
So now I'm I'm swinging my sword and and killing Falmer with that, and I'm filling up soul gems that I have in my inventory from the last time I played. So <laughs> my two-handed weapon skills started going up. My destruction skills started going up. Randomly, my my uh, <laughs> conjuration and heavy armor skills started going up. <laughs> like everything just started just sinking into place for me. And within 20 minutes, I went from a third of the way to level 16 to actually hitting level 16, as opposed to the hour and 45 minutes I spent earlier in the week and getting a third of the way to level 16. <clears throat> Epic fail. <laughs> so. But it's looking, it's looking better. <laughs> I, hopefully, I'll have the luck that, that I'll have this week, and I'll, I'll get further up. And, but I, I'm not making 50 by, by next week. It's just it's not, it's not possible. Do you have a, a tip this week? I do actually. Um, in all of in all of that ranting and raving, I did I did learn something very very valuable, and that is this: when leveling up skills that that appear to be difficult to gain levels, make good use of NPC skill trainers. Okay, a great example of this is a lot of hemming and hawing gamers do over over certain skills. Most get frustrated over leveling up heavy armor. It's very very hard. Go to the heavy armor skill trainers and and level up using those guys. You can gain five levels per one character level. All right, you can uh, go to Garrel, who's uh, who's an expert over at uh, the Reach, and Farkas. He's one of the companions. He's a master. And like I said, you could train up five skill levels per one character level if you have the gold. So if you find yourself having a hard time leveling up some of these skills, take some of that hard-earned gold and go to the skill trainers. Find out who they are and level up a little bit using that. And uh, hopefully you can you can uh, make good use of your time versus me banging your head up against your keyboard and hating your life. <laughs> <laughs> Lou, what about you, man? What was your week like? Oh, wholly blaming that other game that just came out a little while ago. Right off the bat. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Evil. Evil game. But... However, I did get almost a 17 in the Paladin. I actually started a marathon session late last night because I couldn't get to sleep. So I was like, you know what? I'll give the uh, Minions of Hell a rest and I'll just go I'll go try to kill dragons over in Skyrim. And so I did. Uh, wow. Started maybe around 11 o'clock or so. Didn't get to bed till maybe 5.30, 6 o'clock this morning. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty bad when, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm like, oh, my God, that's the sun. <laughs> I need to stop, get some sleep. But I did start the uh, the far as I got though. I did start the Bard College Quest just for fun. I think I would just sing my own praises <laughs> as I read the world of evil and bad bad dragons as the paladin. <laughs> bad boy, <laughs> bad. I also started the Dark Brother quest line as well. Uh, I when I stopped, I was actually about to kill uh, you know Joe's favorite character of all time. <laughs> game. Yeah. Poor Astrid. No, 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 no. Gerald the Kind. Oh, yes. yes. Yeah. Greylaud or whatever her name is. Yeah, I was actually in the orphanage and I realized uh, the sun was out and I was like, oh, right, I'll just stop right here. <laughs> I need to sleep. So I'm at that point right now and then I figure later on tonight I'll start up again and this time, like I said, since I'm going to be a paladin, the do-gooder, I'm going to destroy the Dark Brotherhood. I was going to ask you, that was going to be the question. It's like, okay, you're taking this this whole paladin route. Are you going to destroy him or, or mm, not? Uh, yes. Yeah. What I'll do is you know, to justify my character killing Grella the Kind, I figured, you know, when you look at Grella and you actually enter the airport and you're witnessing that cutscene, yeah, she really is an evil woman. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what's a paladin supposed to do? Yeah, smite and punish evil, however he or she sees fit. So, in this case, 
Sword to the kill face. Him. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, wanna, I want you to, to record yourself just like bashing her with nothing but your shield until she's dead. I'm hoping for that. <laughs> I, I mean, I do have the sword and board, so I'm like, oh, come on, I want the shield kill cam. I want to see that. Just get her pummeled in there and go, yeah! Yes! <laughs> hey, kid! Didn't know walk up to there. her, bong! <laughs> <laughs> but yep, and then once I get that started, for those who haven't started it yet, you know, I am going to wipe them out piece by piece. And then, because I'm an playing paladin, uh, yeah, I'm going to have to skip or maybe not initiate the the Thieves Guild. So S- Start with Cicero. <laughs> <laughs> we all would like to start with Cicero. you got to find him on the road somewhere <laughs> at this point, though. Yeah, he's on. Uh, he should be next to that farm. Yeah, that's just passive in the Pelagia farm. No, no. Um, Wait, you could actually kill Cicero if you don't start at the quest. Um, not sure. I don't think can. you can kill him. You, you can send him to jail, but right. he crops up. Oh, afterward. that's not fun. The whole point of Cicero is like he's your chance to to get revenge for them putting uh, Jar Jar Binks in Star Wars. <laughs> The whole the whole point of Cicero is to make my life a living hell when he talks. You, see, you, <laughs> exactly. you should be able to after you destroy the Dark Brotherhood to find him, you know, kill him and then burn the the crate with the with the uh, the mother, the Night Mother's body. Yes. Yeah. Like I said last week, I'd love nothing more than just to take a dagger, jam it in his face, throw him in that stupid casket, and kick it off a cliff. <laughs> <laughs> and he'll just pop up again. That's how annoying he is. <laughs> Cicero doesn't die. (laughs) (laughs) Who would have heard of court jester for assassins? Well, he's it. But during all this time, I actually did raise my skills up to a a decent level so far. Uh, Block, 32. Got my one hand up, 35. Heavy armor, as Dave was mentioning before uh, before we started recording, was that heavy armor, for some reason, just doesn't want to go up. I know. I'm sitting there welcoming the beating, like, come on, hit me, <laughs> hit me, and, and it's just not going anywhere. It, it just refuses to move up. I'm like, oh, all right, let me kill this thing. <laughs> I wonder if, if certain weapon types and certain play styles from NPCs will level it up faster than others. Like, if you, if you take a nasty hit from a, a, a dual-wielding, you know, uh, dual-wielding swords versus just a single a single hit from a, a two-handed mace. I would imagine right. that if you're fighting a caster, you wouldn't level up at all because magic ignores armor. That's, oh, that's not fun. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm wondering. We'll have to find that out. Yeah, interesting to test that out. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Load file, yes. <laughs> I'll find out tonight. <laughs> and because of all the beatings I've been taking, of course, restoration is going up. <laughs> Glass Spire in the chat room is saying mud crabs raise it a lot, so maybe, maybe just pick a fight with a couple of crabs. <laughs> let him sit there and let him you bang know, on you for a little bit. Yeah. I'll hey, wait bro. for the expansion to come out for that giant mud crab to come out and watch all our skulls go off. <laughs> <laughs> One hit, mom, you go fly crazy. across the you know the entire map, and as you're flying, you see levels pop up with heavy armor. That's, that'd be awesome. <laughs> totally tauntal. Your left arm is smaller than your right arm. <laughs> Smash. All crustaceans are wimps. Oh, no. That was merely a flesh wound. (laughs) It comes again. (laughs) Uh, Also, uh, thanks to your borrowing's little tip, when I first started this class, I've also been using archery when I can. Got that up to 34. Uh, Nice. Trying to avoid, avoid, though, building that up as I don't want to go the sniper route that Joe has done before. Because, again, I want to focus on just the the sword and board and the two-hander. Yeah. But it is a great tool, though, you know, to pull, 
things over or you know you are going to have those fights where it's just such a pain in the rear you, you're going to have to use a ranged weapon anyway yeah it's it's a it's a good way to you know change up your your fighting style you know this way you're not so you know regimented into you know um having to you know approach the character constantly or you know approach the enemy constantly and and then hit them right. or you know walk close enough to where he notices you and he comes after you you know you can kind of stand off to the side and and pull an entire room if if necessary and have them follow you to where it's you know strategically better for you the outcome would be better for you versus just constantly having to run in there and yeah it's just swinging away you know like a madman yeah and also too at this point i'm also going to probably disable the grandmaster mod i have running even though it's so much fun (laughs) (laughs) just so i can bring back the two-handed tree back into my game file back to my game Mm. Because, you know, like you said before, I don't want to focus or change. I just want to be able to change the game style or gameplay. And I was thinking to myself, you know what? A paladin might also have occasions to use a two-handed weapon. You know, not just restrict himself or herself to just the typical sword and shield. Yeah. But you'll see characters in fiction also using, you know, two-handed mace, two-handed axe, or two-handed sword to fight evil. So I figured, you know what? That's actually a good role-playing tool I can use as well. And I'll bring that into this game, to this character, and use it as well. So, because I'm taking those hits from those drugs that you use two-handed weapons, I'm like you suck. <laughs> I wish I had two-handed weapon myself to deal that kind of damage. But later on, I think I'll do, I'll take out that mod and then bring it back and see what happens then. And also, I'm doing a lot of smithing, just sitting there for minutes on end, just building little simple things slowly but surely. <laughs> building smithing got up to 44, and I just got tired and just stopped. No, no more smithing. I'm sick of this animation. I want to get away from this. <laughs> I stopped. Yeah, after a while, I always get bored by by crafting, but uh, it's a nice break from the action. And then uh, sometimes you you know once the itch comes, you could just you know run back into the fray. Right, and then meanwhile, while I'm doing the the uh, smithing, I should have realized that you know I should have also maybe slightly built up my enchanting as well, just so I could do a little simple enchant of these weapons that I'm selling back to the smiths. Uh, you know, like to uh, that smith in White Run, you know, or these towns, just so I can get a slightly better value. Mm-hmm. So I make these goods, and I'm like, oh, damn it! I should have realized that. Didn't think about it. Of course, it's four thirty in the morning, but you know, <laughs> what <laughs> At have <that> you? Point. <laughs> At that point, like, all right, all right, all right I don't care. <laughs> At this point, just I just want to get out of the way. But as now, yeah, that's where I'm at. Only seventeen, but I'm not sure what's going to happen. I, I unless I do more marathon sessions, I'm probably not going to hit fifty anytime soon. Yeah, I hear you, man. I hear you. I'm still plugging away. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do my best. Dave, what about you, man? I had an amazing week. If by amazing you mean horrible. <laughs> well, your your opinions, your views kind of <laughs> askew, but okay. My views kind of skewed because remember how last week I got up to the the uh, Alduin's Wall? I was all happy about that. Well, this week I started out my week just completely out of it. I just like I don't even know where I am, so I'm just walking around. I go over to Markarth, get myself in trouble with Markarth, get thrown in jail, and then I realize while I'm in jail that all of my stuff, all of my stats are lower than they should be. <laughs> so I have to go through jail. Oh, I, I first off, I found this out by picking a fight with that giant orc dude uh. who won't let you talk to the dude who will let you get out of the place. He beats me something fierce. I've never had someone in game point and laugh at the dude playing the game before this it was bad so i eventually 
weaseled my way out of there after getting myself beat many times. I killed everyone. I, eventually, that's how I how I got out of there. I just killed everybody, and I made my way out of there. Uh, almost died by a a uh, Dwemer robot that one of the round ones. Oh yeah, I hate that guy. Right. He he almost beat my butt right right inch toward the end of the damn place. Get get in line there, buddy. All right, I okay. know. That that same guy, that that same guy, kicked my butt in like twenty different times. <laughs> I know, man. I, I had I was eventually like knocking him off of things to try to kill him, and well, eventually I got out of the place and I got all my stuff back. They were like, "Hey, congratulations for getting yourself arrested." I was like, "Oh, gee, thanks, bro." And I got back to where I was going, think thinking, "Gee, I'm already past the." the Alduin's wall, right? Nope. No. Because I just went on ahead and got myself arrested, I overwrote my quick saves. Oh, oh no. Oh, yeah. oh man. My last I loaded from a normal save instead of my last quick save and I found out that it was the wrong one. So how much, how much game time did you lose? I'm I'm I got right back to where I just released Esburn from the under Riften. All Which right. I mean, it's not that far back, but it's yeah. still a good bit of work. It's like a full dungeon back. Yeah, that's that's like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was gonna say it's about forty-five minutes, but yeah, it's, depending it's, on how. I was so sick of it. I'm like, I'm not doing that again. So I was like, all right, let's do this the hard way. So, <laughs> so the I cat decided. Got <laughs> Poor I, said, I threw my cat down the hallway. No, I didn't do that again. I didn't do that. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I decided, well, you know what? Forget it. I'm going to do some trading. So I started, I went up to uh, Winterhold. I started trading with them, getting the uh, the soul gems. Filling soul gems. I was hopping between place to place, picking up dip, this and that, selling any lesser soul gem that I came across instead of grand ones. And pretty much, I, I was making bank. I probably have like 15,000 gold left on my dude, even after all this is said and done. My speechcraft is up to like, I don't know, 50 something, 51, 52. But I I capped out blacksmithing and I capped out enchanting. And I just noticed that I don't have any enchanting recipes that I want. And I don't have any materials for the blacksmithing that I just capped out. Oh, great. Well, the cool thing is, is I before to cap out blacksmithing, what I did is I went straight north of Whiterun. There's a, like a, uh, this, uh, mine. I want to call it a mine. Yeah, it's a mine that all these rogues are hanging out at and you fight your way into it. And on this table inside of the, this mine is a spell that will change ore into different types. It's like transmute or something like that. And that, that's what I did to level up blacksmithing past the point where leather was, you know, making me mad. Yeah. Transmute. Thank you, Liz. Anyway, I was changing my iron into silver, into gold, and then I was making gold necklaces and enchanting them. And, man, I was I was getting a ton of experience for a while there. Eventually, I ran out of materials at, for blacksmithing at level 99. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, I was so angry. I was like, forget this, I'm finding the book. So I look up where the a book is to level my blacksmithing and i start walking around i eventually just i got lost somewhere about uh i, I wrote the name down it's called hags Inn. Mm-hmm. 
where you basically have to follow this hag raven throughout this entire dungeon by like an inch before she's dead she teleports to the next area yes, so annoying <laughs> oh my god i hate this hag raven so is that is that the one that you save from the uh the cage and she goes to kill her her sister or something no i i don't i don't think so because i think i killed this one um, but I get through the dang place. I block. I kept my block up while I had these, the the hag raven smacking at me, Hags throwing end. stuff at me. Hags in actually has one of the slow time shouts. That may have been what was in there. I can't even remember. But I did. I was I was raising my block. My right outside of there is these this bunch of uh, these really hard hitting uh, like ghost dudes. I might, may have been lost. I don't even know if it's even near there. Or not, but they were they were smacking me pretty hard. So I had my shield up, and I was just healing myself uh, with with. Uh, I forgot to use my resto, of course. I was using potions instead, and I uh, raised my shield, my block rating up to a hundred, which I was all excited about. My heavy armor is still seventy four, so I was telling that to Lou. I was like, "Why isn't the heavy armor raising at the same rate block is?" Well, I was I was blocking the hell out of things, and I got it up. Pretty fast, actually. Nice. And I was telling Joe that I found an exploit uh, because I'm now I played with sneak a little bit just before I had to shut everything down, and I have the perk in block to where when I have my shield raised to block, I move at normal speed. Well, that actually works if I'm sneaking. So my sneak is like level 22, and I'm still walking around at normal speed. I love it. it. I'm I'm totally exploitressing. That's that's going out to you, Liz. I'm exploitressing <laughs> with but, class. Yes, exploiting I'm with class. Exploitressing. So at the end of the week, I do want to say that I've capped out my blacksmithing. I did a lot of work and capped out my enchanting, and I've capped out um, block. But I my next things I have to work on is my heavy armor, one-handed skill, my alchemy, which is still level 32, and finally resto. Once I get those up high enough, I'm going to take on the main quest line for the Dovahkiin quest line and see about taking that out. What you're also telling me is that you're going to be the only one of the four of us to actually hit 50 by the end of this level 50 challenge. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I am level 40. As you know, last week's the last week, officially, so... Well, I'm hoping that I make it. <laughs> you never know, because it's a, it's still quite a jump from 40 to 50. It is substantial. Yeah. So, and I just like to say that I'm, I'm gonna do it without cheating, like some people. That would definitely <clears> make no. <throat> oh, I gotta tell you, and, I forgot to write down my notes. Uh, last night, I didn't realize this until someone mentioned it, but I hit my 500th save. Nice. <laughs> Got still at like and I rarely ever use quick save either. So, oh, I got a little tip for everybody too. If you want to do an easy way to get the get out of jail, um, I had a brain fart achievement. <laughs> if you have an easy, if you want an easy way of, of doing the get out of jail achievement, do the thieves guild until you get the skeleton key, and then get caught. Oh yeah, go to jail and you can break out like it's nothing. You can open up anything like it's nothing. Anyway, um. It's actually, yeah, that's a pretty good tip there. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm going to use that. <laughs> yeah, really. That's 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 pretty good. It's pretty slick, Joe. All righty. We got two more people to bring in for this challenge. Um, let's bring in Mr. Woodley. 
Mr. Fred Woodley and see what Mr. Mr. Darth Vader himself has done this week. Calling him up right now. There he is. Mr. Fred! Hey guys, what's up? Fred! We're recording Elvis off the record, and we want to know what you did this week. Oh, I did a lot as far as the story's concerned. I started, I actually restored the Dark Brotherhood. I did what Joe could not. Which, you know, that's kind of funny that the lizard guy that's going around impaling old people actually took the time to do the honorable thing. You know, honestly, you though, the money back? I wanted to keep the money. I didn't want to restore him. Well, I didn't need to keep the money because I just went around and killed more people hey, for them to make more money. My RP, the role play of my character is she's morally challenged. I beat down old people. You don't think that's a morally <laughs> challenge? <laughs> Point proven. Whatever, Joe. <laughs> Point proven. <laughs> okay. So I restored the Dark Brotherhood. I joined the Companions. And joining the Companions, I had a bug arise. Where in the Companion storyline, there's a point after you first join that Farkas sends you on a quest called Trouble in Skyrim. Well, if he sends you to a dungeon that you've already cleared... There is a bug where once you go there and wipe out the new leader that spawns in there, it won't allow you to return to Farkas for that part of the quest. It just moves it right into the completed quests, and when you go back to them, they won't offer you the next stage in the quest line. I actually had to roll my game back four times and repeat this Trouble in Skyrim quest for him, and then eventually I read that the workaround is to do a quest for Ayla instead. And Ayla sent me on a quest to some house in Whiterun, that had a wolf inside of it for some reason that's non-existent. And I was in there to kill the wolf, and then this woman came in, and she's like, what are you doing to my house? So I killed her, I killed the wolf, and then I went back, and Ayla's like, oh, good job, you killed the wolf. Wasn't too concerned that I just murdered that old woman. (laughs) You know, there is someone on the network that's more evil than you and me combined, Fred. I mean, just last last week, Liz was telling us how she murdered everything that walked from White Run to Solitude. But she didn't beat down anybody that was elderly. It didn't matter. She beat she down was... everybody. <laughs> well, I kill plenty of young people. Those just aren't worth talking about. <laughs> well, I think Liz was also killing little little fluffy animals along the pathway. Anything the that trail, moved. Deer, rabbits, crabs, fish. You well, name it, I... she killed it. <laughs> I went out to start the Mage College quest. And by starting the Mage College quest, I mean, I actually found my way to Winterhold, and that was about it. (laughs) (laughs) Because around this time, I was beginning to realize that doing quests was not going to level me up anywhere near fast enough for the challenge. So what I started doing was doing a little bit of dungeon crawling, and I still wasn't very happy about the rate I was getting skill-ups, because they seemed to be coming very slowly. So I took a break from that, and I went and actually got my enchanting all the way to 100 and that got me a couple levels, but still nowhere near where I needed to be. And enchanting was infinitely easier because when I was doing all my looting for my blacksmithing, I stole a bunch of soul gems from all kinds of sages all over Skyrim, miscellaneous general stores. I can't believe y'all. I, I bought all of my gems. Well, that's why you're still level 40. I tend to think that enchanting <laughs> for me is is one of the easier professions to level up i have a hard time with blacksmithing i don't know why even with you know doing the bracers and all that it's just i don't know yeah me and you both i have an issue with enchanting it's like i'm level 69 right now that's the highest i've ever been (laughs) yeah 
That's because I went into Blackreach and mined all the jewels, all the uh, soul gems out down there. It was a bit more of a challenge to steal them all from people because there was a lot of waiting around for them to respawn in different cities. But anyway, I got my enchanting to 100 finally. Then I decided I needed a quicker way to level up without exercising exploits like certain people. So I started going from city to city and sneaking into people's houses at night and attacking them because... If they managed to get up and call a guard, then I got to fight some guards, and the guards beating on me would uh, level up my armor and my two-handed swords fairly quick. And if I killed the people, sometimes I would get sneaking level ups. Are we allowed to say this on air? That he broke into people's houses and killed them in the middle of the night? Oh, yeah, yeah, sure, no problem. (laughs) And I always emptied out their end tables because there's usually like ten gold in there. Of course. When I robbed everybody blind in every city, that's what I did. <laughs> yeah, and I, I was getting lockpicking skill-ups from going into their houses. It, it was great. That's the perfect way to level up. Once I was done with quests, I just went from city to city and made my rounds, murdering people. There's hardly anybody in my cities right now. <laughs> <laughs> Fred, with his own <laughs> The man who, who officially wiped out all Skyrim. Well, every once in a while you hit one of those NPCs that you can't kill. You just beat them into the bloody heap and they just keep getting back up. The old people? Cicero? (laughs) Quest people. Well, that's the only benefit to finding Cicero when he's outside the Dark Brotherhood place because you could just beat him down over and over again for enjoyment. But, anyway, since I murdered most of the people in the cities, I have been having a lot of trouble with dragons i'm having that bug a lot where they're flying overhead and nothing i can do will get them to come down the only dragons that i've been able to kill are the ones that are spawning at the nest i just go back there every few days and kill one when i actually need a soul but i don't have that many shouts yet i got the dovahkiin quest up to the point where i returned the artifact to high rothgar and got rank three of the fusrodash out and after that, I kind of ditched Delphine and let her go back to Riverwood. I think she's still waiting for me there. <laughs> oh, oh, you know, just like most old people at the nursing home, I'll get around to her at some point. I must have spaced it somewhere, Fred. Did uh, what? What level did you say you are right now? Forty-three. Yeah, you're getting there, man. Seven to go. Yeah. Congratulations. Thanks. I'm gonna lay this down on the table right now. For those of us who actually make fifty during this challenge. Either just before you hit 50 or right at 50, you have to go and finish Dovahkiin Quest Chain. That's actually on my slate for next week. Dovahkiin and the Civil War that I haven't touched yet. And I didn't return the key to the Thieves Guild yet because breaking into people's houses, that's been infinitely helpful in my pillaging and murdering. Uh, <laughs> Wait, why, why, do, why, do, why does everyone all of a sudden have to do the, the Dovahkiin Quest Chain before or right at 50? Right now? at 50. What, a, Only what the, better way to finish out the cap out the challenge? Oh, but I mean, it's like it's just a suggestion, though. You're yeah, well, like, it's a suggestion. I'm not saying you have to do it. <laughs> oh, all right. Okay. I thought you were saying, like, you know, now, like, <laughs> no, 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 no. Challenge. He, he, was, he was trying to ramp up the difficulty. Well, I was like, are you kidding me? Seriously? Like, I'm already having a headache over this challenge. What do you mean? Something else. <laughs> <laughs> He wants headache. no part of that. A headache is, and it's not the challenge that's giving me the headache. It's this play style. If this, oh, I thought were, you were going to say it was me, and I'm like, I'm only going to be here know, a couple more minutes. If I was I'll playing like <laughs> my my ranger type class, I would have been 50 already. Oh, I know the feeling. Yeah, yeah. this is taking forever because I just I'm no good with this. Yeah, it's so foreign to me. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what what this is. I mean, <clears throat> if this were 
you know, uh, I don't know. If I if I was doing like a a you know maybe like a paladin character, I'd say, or just like a straight up warrior. Well, you like guys this are gonna be... love the next challenge. <laughs> oh, maybe. But I well, a lot of my difficulty is trying to maintain that, trying to level up my skills in a way that maintains me as a as a dark knight, as a death knight. Well, you shouldn't feel bad at all, Evarwin and Lou, because Joe did kind of set you guys up by throwing this challenge down when Diablo 3 was coming right in the middle of it. Uh, no, that's really not it. it it's actually your fault, Fred, for suggesting that I do the Dark Knight. <laughs> well, if you played it correctly, you'd be 50 now. All right, Fred. Just no, throw thank you. you. <laughs> <laughs> Fred's kicked out of the Hang call. Up. Hang up. Hang up. I wanted to come back with something that that made me that would make me sound like I was angry, but I, I got nothing. <laughs> 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 I, I got nothing witty. <laughs> it's okay, man. I got your back. I know you are afraid, but what am I? All right. <laughs> so, uh, what is uh, what is your goal for next week, Fred? Well, I just wanted to finish telling you guys real quick that after sneaking around and stuff, wasn't leveling me up that quickly. I actually picked a city, which was Markarth, and I just went in there and started attacking the guards left and right. So they completely hate me in that city now. But beating down the guards actually was gaining me quite a few levels in an hour <laughs> because my armor and stuff was going up a lot because my skills were kind of underleveled because I spent so much time focusing on trade skills, which ended up hurting me in the long run because the way my... Uh, constellations work out is I got quite a few of them where I'm at rank 4 or 5 because I'm not to 80 in those skills yet which currently smithing I covered last week I got everything but glass and enchanting at 100 now I got 5 out of 5 in enchanter which adds 100% to new enchants I got insightful enchanter which increases skill enchants by 25% Corpus Enchanter, which increases health, magic, and stamina enchants by 25%. I got Extra Effect, which allows two enchants on the same item. But again, I still don't have enough good enchants that it's worth anything yet. I got Soul Squeezer, which grants extra magicka for recharging from a soul gem. And Two-Handed. My Two-Handed is currently at a, at 74. So I got 4 out of 5 in Barbarian, which increases damage by 80%. Uh, champion stance, which increases power, makes power attacks cost 25% less stamina. Devastating blow, which causes standing power attacks to increase by 25% and have a chance to decapitate. I got deep wounds at 2 out of 3, which increases my chance of doing more critical damage by 15%. And sneaking, or light out. Light armor, rather, is at 70, which I got at 4 out of 5. Agile Defender, which increases my armor rating by 80%. I got Custom Fit, which increases... <laughs> Did you get the Partridge in a Pear Tree perk? <laughs> <laughs> Did that happen? <laughs> hey, I'm just trying to tell you my build. You <laughs> <laughs> don't need it that exact, homie. <laughs> I think that's uh, that's good, Fred. <laughs> Hey, he's being thorough. Like you hear his, his, his notebook flipping in there? Yeah, <laughs> he took notes. Took the time to write all this down. You don't even let me read it. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> no, so, I just know Liz is going to come in here and say that she got a level higher than me just because. 
she might do that. Speaking of which, yeah, that's me <laughs> to get her on. That's why she likes to go after. Let's uh, throw her in the coal here. Thanks a lot, Fred. All right, take care, guys. You too, buddy. All right, Fred. Later, Fred. Bye, bye, bye. Fred's the man. I love how he painstakingly put that whole list together. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I shot him down. <laughs> oh, here she is. Hey, we just shot him down. <laughs> yeah, we're shot well, we gave the guy 25 perks about. <laughs> he was kind of like shrimp soup, shrimp salad. Shrimp. <laughs> it's already annoying me. Bye, bye, Liz. No, that's horrible. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I'll only call her back. That's mean. Oh, I love you, Liz. I love you. I do it because I love you. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's a good excuse. Okay. Hi. Hi. Hi, Liz. Uh, hi. Hi there. All right, yes, Liz. I'm supposed to be. What? How did you exploit this? I mean, how how did you do this week? You know what? You guys tease me, and you're doing the same damn thing. I'm hearing Lou saying he's he's uh, smithing everything, and I don't. Know, I can't remember. That was 30 minutes ago. Smithing now, everything. That's part stuff. of the game. Let me tell you one more week on how I cheated, guys. Here's how it works. What? <laughs> <laughs> I got a lot of money from putting it into a donkey, and it spits out more money on the other end, and <laughs> I killed kids. And <laughs> I took the painted cow with me as a follower. <laughs> <laughs> That's stupid. No, I, before this challenge started, I actually thought about it, and I realized that the later levels were going to be harder to level up, so I held off on... Uh, ex- what what are, the, what are those called? Experience points. <laughs> I held off on getting experience points in certain trees that I knew I would use later, so now I will level up really fast. Nice. Oh, yeah. Cool. Um, what did I do? Is anybody going to ask me what level I am? What level are you, Liz? Thank you. I am 43, <laughs> <laughs> just like Fred, hey. so he is my competition. Congratulations. Um, I did... I went into some dungeons. I did the the dragon quest line, and that forced me to go underground. Did not like that. Um, <laughs> let's see. I don't remember what the format for this was. I've been listening for an hour and a half, and I forgot. I got my enchanting to a hundred, and I've got uh, enchants on everything. Uh, it's good stuff. I You're doing the double enchant on everything. Of course, that's what I meant. Thank what you are for you re- using. My- my mind hmm what are you using well i have two sets i have one set that i label crafting which is for alchemy and enchanting uh trinkets and odds and ends and uh the other one i call fight which is for my magical regeneration and my bow damage Did you just say archery damage. regeneration regeneration maybe i was thinking of some chick named regina <laughs> i don't know okay can i make fun of your um your your character for a second because that butt floss that she wears is the funniest thing I've ever seen. It is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> she looks like a giant triangle because she's got all this armor up top plus a helmet and <laughs> just butt. <laughs> hey, there's shin guards. Hey, <laughs> when you're watching her from the backside all the time, why not have that part exposed? This is the only reason you wanted to play in third person, isn't it? No, actually... Um, the main reason I wanted to was because Yvarwan always talked about going third person and how it was easier for combat, and everyone else was saying that too. So I thought I'd give it an honest shot with a character I figured it would work best with. The okay, what about the second? The reason? exposed butt's a huge bonus. Okay. okay. <laughs> <sighs> 
I did get killed in the skooma den. They actually tore my head off, and there was spine left. I didn't know that the enemies could kill Camu. I was trying to save my boyfriend who was dying, <laughs> and um, <laughs> boyfriend, uh, Eric the Slayer. Oh. <laughs> and um, th- yeah, he came up behind me. The bartender came up behind me and tore my head off like I was Grelka the <laughs> mean lady. <laughs> Grelka the kind. Grelka like the kind. Yeah. So someone got an Immortal Combat kill cam on you, okay? <laughs> yeah, it was, it was. Yes, it was. <laughs> Ew. Um. What? Oh, I've got some tips though. And it's not exploiting tips, so <laughs> don't worry. We'll be the judge tip. of that. Shush. I'll keep the sensor button on handy here. Shush. <laughs> if you've got the detect life spell, you can suss out vampires if you're in a city. So you can find out who is who, which is not really you know, a tip or anything, but it's fun. And um, on detect life, you can use that, but you can't find any automatons. So the better thing to use is the aura whisper spell. Because then you can see where they're coming from. And in enchanting, the more expensive the item, the more experience you get for uh, disenchanting it and making it. That's why it's better to enchant gold necklaces instead of, like, iron necklaces. Or silver. Or silver. Gold's better than silver. Yep, that's (laughs) true. where that transmute comes in. And isn't there something, um, no, never mind, I'm sorry. I can't think of it, so I'm not going to say. Um, I'm going to get married this week. That is my goal. <laughs> Congratulations. And Eric, Eric the Slayer refuses to uh, marry me, so I'm going to have to go for Mercurio. <laughs> and that makes me sad. <laughs> Other than that, I'm just going to beat you guys. I have well, nothing really else to say, even though I Congratulations on your silver medal. What? <laughs> congratulations on your silver medal with Mercurio. Oh. <laughs> I was I was gonna let you guys know that that I'm registered at the B and Barb, and you can leave soul gems and other things <laughs> for my uh, enjoyment. <laughs> what I'm going to do next week, I'm actually going to join the Imperials and go on their raids because I can kill a lot of people at the same time without having to break into their houses like Fred did. All right, easy there, Elizabeth Bathory. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, that, that'll that be way easier. Very good. <laughs> Anything else, Liz? No. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm just looking at my game going, I, I want to be playing right now. So I'm going to go do that. All right, you do that. We're going to finish up a show. Right. Enjoy. <laughs> Bye. Bye, Liz. Bye. All right, that was our meat and potatoes of today. And we're going to get into oh. the Tamriel Times. <laughs> Confirmation by Imperial State. Dragon spotted in Riverwood. Jarl of Windhelm appoints a new thane. This is Tamriel Times, your source for news in Skyrim. And here we are in the Tamriel Times, your official and community news. We got some goodies for you guys today. Ivarwin, lead us off, man. Sure do. Alright, Game Informer profiles factions of ESO. Uh, if you have any questions or concerns about how, why, and what the lore could be that supports the various races of Tamriel to come together in the three factions that have been arranged in the Elder Scrolls Online, head over to GameInformer.com and you'll receive, and you will receive, <laughs> an expert's education on this topic. Uh, Game Informer has written articles while working closely with Zenomatic S- Studios Online and have given each of the three playable factions Ebonheart Pact, 
the Aldmeri Dominion, and Daggerfall, Daggerfall Covenant, some historical perspective. Alright, be aware though that the fourth faction is the Imperials, led by the game's antagonist, Molag Bal, which is an unplayable faction. So we'll really get into that too much. Um, their story has not yet been covered by GI. Also, GI has released a 12-minute interview with lead content designer Rich Lambert and creative director Paul Sage, who discusses how they developed the story for ESO and their emphasis on continuity for the lore of ESO with the rest of the Elder Scrolls series. You can find the link to, to all of this at bethblog.com and the posting on GameInformer.com. Further coverage of the Elder Scrolls Online is being covered in depth by Game Informer. Check back at GameInformer.com this whole month for further updates and BethBlog.com as well. So you guys actually read these articles? Yeah. What was your take on them? My take on these articles? I thought they were very informative as far as telling people, you know, what exactly is, is you know, what these factions are all about and why they got themselves arranged and... I mean, they don't go too far into depth because obviously there might be some spoiler content, you know, regarding these stories, but... Well, yeah, I'm glad they did get some, give some little tidbits on the three factions. I know people were curious as to how and why they brought that into play in the first place with the ESO. I know one of the questions I had asked when I first heard about this was like, factions? What's going on here? How, how are they going to work this into the game where, you know, you can join or not join multiple factions at once, you know? So, yeah... That was one of my concerns being being pigeonholed by a faction. So at least now we have something and you know, me being a lore master, I, I love hearing this stuff. So <laughs> I'm glad they, they they put in some information. Yeah. I like this uh if you guys want to know more, just go to bestblog.com and gameinformer.com and check it out. It's a good read. Uh but our next topic, it gets me it gets me excited because it applies to something that is just awesome. On May 15th, ZeniMax Studios applied for a patent for the word Dragonborn. The goods and service description states, Computer software for use with computers and video game consoles. Downloadable computer game software offered via the internet and wireless devices. Sound familiar? Back in March, ZeniMax did the exact same thing with Dawnguard. So, guess what guys? I think we're looking at the second expansion name right now. Can we have a second to squeeze? Go ahead, squeeze. Go ahead, squeeze. <laughs> I, I am so excited about these, man. I'm ready for Dawnguard to hit. I'm so ready for the next one to hit. I'm I'm pre-excited. You have no idea. Dragonborn, man. That, that opens up so much speculation, though. Oh, man. Does it expand on the whole Dragonborn storyline or what? I'm assuming, obviously, because I'm Dragonborn, but... Well, you guys are talking tonight. Love it. Anyway. <laughs> no, I'm just I'm thinking. There's like, so wow. many different ways they could take this. Like, yes. maybe you find out that you're not actually the Dragonborn. Or maybe you find out that there's a whole list of Dragonborns that you have to save. Or maybe there's, oh, there's so many ways they could take this. I'm, I am, I'm really excited. Yeah. I know it's all I'm saying is how excited I am. But there really is so much they could do with the storyline. All right. Uh, Lou, you want to take our next headline? Sure. The next one is called Defending the Factions of the Elder Scrolls Online. There was an article written by Middle Earth's Network, very own intrepid lore reporter, Joseph Bradford, for Elder Scrolls Off the Record. It serves as an editorial defending ZMX Online Studios' choice to have the races of Tamriel brought together loosely by alliances of necessity or convenience in order to overcome the Imperial faction led by Molag Bal. The editorial is a product of Mr. Bradford's extensive research on the lore 
factions in the history of Nern and Tamriel and the races therein. This detailed explanation as to why the second era of Tamriel is segregated among these four political, of which three of them are playable, alliances on why this couldn't have been done any other way and certainly why this is the best way can be found at ElderScrollsOffTheRecord.com. If you find yourself confused or upset with how Elder Scrolls Online is arranging these factions and why, don't hesitate. Take a look at Joe Bradford's article, Defending the Factions of the Elder Scrolls Online. He did a great job. I want I to I wanna just take a second and just acknowledge the fact that right now, regarding Elder Scrolls Online, a lot of people are complaining about you know, why certain these races have come together in, in the way that they have in this story. And if you if you take if you happen to be one of those people that's upset about all of this and you're and you think like, oh, you know, they're ruining the Elder Scrolls by coming out with an MMO and this is nonsense and I'm not into it. Just stop. okay? do the research before you complain, because I've done the research. I've looked at the stuff and I have to tell you, this is what they're what they're putting in this game lore wise regarding these factions is spot on. This is Elder Scrolls in, in, in a way that we haven't seen yet. And I, I love what's going on. So, so please take a look at this stuff. Go to, go to Bethblog.com. Go to, uh, to, to get linked over to some of the GI articles that they've been putting out. You know, go to ElderScrollsOffTheRecord.com. Read, read Joe Bradford's um, article on this because a lot of people are throwing out just a lot of silly things and pointing a lot of fingers that really doesn't mean anything. And once you educate yourself and read on this stuff, you'll find out this makes a lot of sense. Yes, very much so. He did a great job, and it's definitely worth looking into. Well, we've got a couple of other points of, uh, of news worth mentioning. All right, other than that, um, Skyrim is now available on Xbox Live's Games on Demand. And we have been watching the news for Dawnguard. All right, there's absolutely nothing going around right now. So I think we've officially entered the... In quotes, calm before the storm. Oh, storm yeah. era here. The oh, last, the last three weeks before <laughs> E3 every year, it's like a dead space yeah. in, the, in the gaming industry. It's nothing. I mean, the only per- only group that really feels they stand out of the crowd is Blizzard because they do their own convention every year. But everyone else, you're not going to hear a peep before E3. <laughs> man, I'm feeling it. I'm so ready for E3. Oh, man. Right around the corner. Probably. I'm going to get the virtual oh. pass. I'm going to be watching every inch of it. Oh, what? What did you say? <laughs> There's so many games I'm so excited about, but mo- but the Elder Scrolls news is going to be huge. It, it's going to be massive. I think <clears throat> I think Dawn Guard's going to be a big part of, of what's going to be released. And then I think Elder Scrolls Online is going to be a big part I as well. I am predicting mm-hmm. they're going to have playable demo of Dawn Guard and an early play video of Elder Scrolls Online. Okay. I hope you're right. I hope you. I hope there's more. Yeah. I hope you're wrong. Yes. I'm hoping for more than that. Well, with that comes I'm excited about everything. Anyone and everybody who's <laughs> going to look at these videos and be like, you're going to be trying to analyze every frame of each one of these videos. What can I pull from this? I'll be doing the same thing. We're going to go ahead and move on to the crafting table. Oh, son of a We are on the crafting table. Your mods and other game enhancements. And one thing I, I forgot to mention before is that we're going to try to do a .5 episode right after E3. Or probably during it, depending. We might get so excited and do it then. We don't know yet. But expect a .5 episode around E3. Um, 
As for the crafting table, your mods and other game enhancements, what do we have, Ivarwin? Sounds of Skyrim, the dungeons, nature uh, by Cliffworms. I love this one. Fans, sorry. Yeah, Joe. I mean, this is this is uh, an homage to you. Um, I know you love fans of uh, Sounds of Skyrim, uh, the Wilds. So yeah, this this just takes that one step further. What this does it it adds an audio track to your dungeons. All right, and what it's going to uh, include ninety plus sound effects to add life to the dungeons. Uh, the enemy type that inhabits the dungeon will make itself heard. In an undead-infested dungeon, zombies moan and spirits yell. The Dwemer ruins inhabited by the Falmer listen as you hear their distant echoed screams. <laughs> At dungeon's entrances, you'll also hear the exterior weather. If there's a thunderstorm raging outside, you'll hear thunder rumbling in the fort or cave. Also, watch for civilization and special events modules coming from this author as well. So you have Sounds of Skyrim, the dungeons... Sounds of Skyrim, the Wilds, and soon Civilization and Special Events, all by Cliffworms. Yeah, I love this Dungeons one. It adds such... And he has it such at a low volume where it's an ambient sound. And when you're going through it, you don't really realize it until you turn it off and suddenly it feels dry. Doesn't f- so that means it's done right, though. Oh, exactly. He did yeah. it exactly That's right. That's cool. These, are the two, these two are the best audio mods in available for the game, period. Uh, second best is the Improved Thunder. I heard you playing with that the other day, too. That thing sounds amazing. <laughs> so, yeah. Get them. You'll love it. Anything else we want to mention on this? or No. Um, I mean, it It sounds, you know, amazing. 90-plus <laughs> sound effects uh, to the to the dungeon. I mean, it, can't it's got to... how long that must have taken to put together. Yeah, really. It's got to add a lot of life. Liz is saying she doesn't... Yeah, I'm sure it does. Just, she just doesn't understand the want for more game sounds. Is because Bethesda didn't put everything in the game for ambient sound because it takes up memory. Well, these don't take up. I haven't seen any slowdown whatsoever. And in the wilds, when you're off in the forest, you're hearing all different types of birds. Those aren't in the normal game. It adds a different a different uh, feel for the game. If you're putting on headphones and you're actually you know playing the game and getting into it, it draws you in further. And no, <laughs> you can I mean... hear enemies because everything is a, a low ambient. See, that's what I was worried, too, when, I was, when y'all were reading this, is that it said uh, zombies moan and spirits yell. Just Have you seen how bad that is? Like, is it, is it noticeable? Hardly. Joe? Hardly. You, I, was, Hardly. I had those on, on my game, and did you guys hear them last night in the, or notice them when I was in the dungeons? No. no. I it, if I turn them off, though, you'll suddenly notice it. Huh. It's the kind of thing where, it, basically, I liken this to the you know, cheesy horror movie in a darkened room effect. You know, you could watch a cheesy horror movie at 2 o'clock in the afternoon and not be entertained. But the moment you get, you know, your friends around you, you turn off the lights, you get some, you know, some popcorn or for Dave, Brussels sprouts. Brussels sprouts! <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and start watching a movie. All of a sudden, now it becomes, you know, a comedy, you know, routine and it becomes funny. It's the same movie. What, what occurred? Atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Right. A- ambience. And, and these, these, uh, these audio mods do exactly that. They just... They add life to a game in such a small, subtle way that you don't notice until you don't have it anymore. Well, I, I was going to ask if it contributed to the ambiance and atmosphere, kind of like what Fear does when you play that game or those games. It's like when we're doing bumper mixes or intro mixes for our shows. 
I mean, just one little tiny sound effect that you don't even really realize until you put it in makes the world a difference. Yeah. And one example yeah, is our Diablo Off the Record show. Ivarwin did a fantastic job mixing the uh, um, the campfire one for the bumper. It actually, yeah, it actually sounds like you're out at a campfire because he he added what the yeah it was was it the crackle he, was, he had the mm-hmm. crackle in there and he had everything it was just missing a little thing and all I did was throw a little bit of crickets in the background and suddenly you, you got the full picture and those little bit of those little sounds that you really don't think about really complement what you're doing. Well, that's cool that this guy was able to hash out just what it was missing. Anyway, we have a beefy lore segment from Lou. So let's go ahead and get on to that, guys. A fragment of time. A piece of creation. A record of history. History itself. The Elder Scroll. And here we are in the Elder Scroll. Lores lose, lose, lore, lore. I, I do this every week and I still can't ever get it right. Lores lose lore. <laughs> but you can't say that five times. I don't past. even want to try. <laughs> I'll take for you right there. Oh, great. What embarrassment for me. <laughs> All right, Lou, what do we got, man? This one I'm actually excited about. Yes, actually, I am, too. I realized after going back through all our past episodes that I never really covered one of the main quest lines, one of the main groups in the game that we all know and I love, even though this time around the challenge, I can't join them, thanks to you. <laughs> I blame you, Joe. Aww. <laughs> Today, we are covering the Dark Brotherhood. Sneaky, sneaky, slash dab. Hopefully we'll get that reference. <laughs> okay, the Dark Brotherhood. What have we got here? Well, we all know that they're a professional, highly trained organization of assassins who are available for hire through the contracts. If you're curious, you know their history, so to speak, can be explored by the player if you get the book, The Brothers of Darkness. Now, I'm not going to tell you where it is. Find it, folks. <laughs> That's part of the fun. Now, the Dark Brotherhood has existed and has operated within Tamriel for many, many centuries, okay? The history is shrouded in the mystery, so what you get in the lore hints at, you know, dubious beginnings, obfuscation, meaning, you know, attempts at maybe hiding the real truth behind their foundings, but it's generally accepted they sprang from another organization, the Marag Tom, which is sound familiar if you play the other games. You know, play Marwyn, Oblivion, Arena Dagfall, we've all heard of them before. Now, the Morag Tong, they were a cult of followers who worshipped the Dejan Prince Mafala. Okay, and Mafala encourages the, her followers, the followers, to practice the ritual art of murder you know, in her name. Now, as I alluded to before, Dark Brotherhood, their foundings, again, purposely, maybe maybe they don't know, shroud in a lot of gray areas, but the earliest mention or record of Dark Brotherhood, it comes from the journal of someone named the Blood Queen, Arla Mahara of Hagafi. Now, this journal was written in the second era, year 412. And here, Alan O'Hara states that it was the Night Mother and her Dark Brotherhood who helped slay her enemies for her, just like in her grandfather's time, which was almost 400 years previously. So now, what era are we in now in Skyrim? Elder Scrolls Skyrim? What, fourth era? So now, here we're going back, what, almost two ages, or two millennia, 
And even then, it said it may go further back than that. Now, again, there's similarities with the Murak Tan Dark Brotherhood. It's out there. Now, one thing that people distinguish between those two organizations is that the Morag Tong, you know, they're still a cult, they're a religion. They do their art, or I'm sorry, they practice their ritual of murder for religious purposes. Whereas Dark Brotherhood, hey, if Nadia Varun wants to hire him, if Joe's, you know, Archer character wants to hire him, they're out there. And we all know how, right? Use the, or employ, the Black Sacrament, get that contract out there, and hire him. If he has a guts to do the Black Sacrament, geez. Yes, if you have the, if you have the guts to deal with a Dark Brotherhood assassin actually coming to you face-to-face saying, what do you want? All right. Now, again, as I mentioned before, the Maratang and Dark Brotherhood, similar beginnings, similar foundings, where the Dark Brotherhood really begins to differentiate itself from the Maratang is with the rise of one person, namely the Night Mother. All right. She is their spiritual leader, and through the listener to the speakers, this is how the Brotherhood gains the knowledge that someone wants to use their unique services, again, via the Black Sacrament. Dark Brotherhood is also ruled by what they govern, what they call the five tenets, right? The five rules of behavior. And I have them laid out for you really quick. The first tenet, which is never dishonor the Night Mother, to do so is to invoke the wrath of Sithis. Tenet two, never betray the Dark Brotherhood or its secrets. To do so is to invoke the wrath of Sithis. Wow, he's an angry god. Tenet three, (laughs) (laughs) never disobey or refuse to carry out an order from a Dark Brotherhood superior. Do so is to invoke the wrath of Sithis. I see a pattern here. <laughs> yes. When, when I'm done with this, I'm at <laughs> four. Never steal the possessions of a dark brother or a dark sister. To do so is to invoke the wrath of Sithis. Invoke the wrath of Sithis, yes. Execution, 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 execution. Part, wow, he's a rough guy. Tenet five. Never kill a dark brother or dark sister. All together now. To do so, invoke the wrath of Sithis. So, this being, Sithis, is known as the father of the Dark Brotherhood. Now, digging through the lore, Sithis is considered neither Aedra or Daedra, all right? Sithis isn't referred to either, referred to in either one of those, I guess, types of being. And it's hinted that Sithis has existed before the Aedra and Daedra ever came into being. If people remember, sometimes Sithis will refer to Sithis as being, I guess, formless or just being empty, the void. All right. And if you're familiar with other creation stories, even to our modern day, you know, what came before, you know, anything, the void itself. So it's that Sithis, you know, has pre existed before the Age of Deidre came into being. Now, Dark Brotherhood, it was through, uh, I'm sorry, let me go backtrack here, get ahead of myself. Before the Night, the night Mother came into being, she was the regular person, okay, who actually gave birth to a powerful, powerful being, which I'm not going to name it yet. I'll leave that for later. She had four other children as well. However, Sithis commanded this commanded the Night Mother to slay her children in his name, in which she did. So now, as an act of that devotion, Sithis granted her the title of, you know, made her let her become the leader of the Dark Brotherhood and gave her the honor of being his bride. Sick and twisted being this guy. <laughs> if he is a guy. Now important thing to remember here is that any man or woman also can join the Dark Brotherhood. They don't discriminate. <laughs> What's important is that initiates have to display the ability to kill mercilessly without regret or sorrow. And if you've also noticed while playing uh, the quest line of Dark Brotherhood, who else do they have in their group? They welcome lycanthropes, vampires, mages, whoever, into their ranks as long, again, as they can display the previous mentioned traits. 
big thing too uh, I want to point out with the Morai Tong and the Dark Brotherhood. If you've experienced the Morai Tong in the old, the older games like Marwan and Oblivion, Daggerfall and Arena, and so forth, the Morai Tong, since they are an acknowledged religious cult, when they perform their acts of murder, it's seen as a religious act of devotion, and nothing bad happens to them. However, the Dark Brotherhood, they are an actual organization. What they do in their name, what they do that's considered actually illegal. All right. So, say for example, a Morag Tong follower would murder someone, they were caught by the guards. The Morag Tong would just present them a writ saying, Hey, I'm doing this in my God's name. Here's the writ written out by some cleric. And you know what the guards would do? Oh, hey, it's great. Go. You got it. You're good. You're all right. Go ahead. Go free. <laughs> since the, and now the Dark Brotherhood, since they are a splinter organization, just separate from them. The realm considers them an outside source, an outside organization, and actually their stuff is wrong in their eyes. And so that's what I have for you guys today. There is a lot more out there for the Dark Brother if anyone's interested. Um, this is just a little quick summary. I didn't want to get into a lot of detail because just to give you a hint, there is so much history with this one organization. Again, because you have the Dark Brotherhood. The Morag Tong, the Night Mother, Sithis, all of them correlate and interweave You know, for such a secretive group, you would think there would be a lot less history. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) Out there, you know? But yes, it is. And I really have to hand it to the people at Bethesda who through the years have developed and continually updated and made sure the lore is actually, you know, correct. You know, like everything makes sense. You know, when you have Marina, you have Daggerfall. You know, Oblivion Marwin and everything makes sense. You know, it's like you would have seen like the writers from Daggerfall talking to the guys who were doing, you know, Marwin say, hey, this is what we have for, for Dark Brotherhood. Great, great, awesome. We'll use that. We'll build off of that. You know, and there's just so much more out there. And actually, what I'm going to do is probably bring more information out later on for other segments just to give you guys more information because I, I really love Dark Brotherhood because, <laughs> you know, everyone knows that's my predominant playstyle, the sneaky, you know, a stabby person, so I definitely want to follow more on this. Awesome, dude. Great segment. Dark Brotherhood. Join it. They have cookies. Cookies with frosting. We're going to move on to the town square with your emails and iTunes shoutouts in one second. Hear that? Something's going on in the town square. Here we are in the town square, and the producer's email of the week, I could not resist at all. I read it and couldn't stop laughing. And it came in to us from Noah J, and it literally says just this. Liz is a cheater. Explanation mark, explanation mark, explanation mark. <laughs> that is your producer's email of the week. <laughs> Noah J, we agree. <laughs> All I said is Liz is a cheater. So, uh, sir, well written. Our next email, Ivarwin. All right, this one comes from Shank, and he says, Hey, everyone, first off, thank you all so much for taking the time to read my rant email on the air in your Challenge Part 2 episode. It really speaks to your awareness and accessibility to your fans. Secondly, Dave, you were correct. I had written that email shortly after listening to your point nine 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 episode and after reading the initial blurbs about ESL. Since then, my buddy here has sent me an article saying how the main quest is completely solo. In that way, I don't feel as strongly as I did before. However, even after reading a lot a lot more press and video interviews, I can still say my position against this game hasn't changed. 
That's not to say I've calmed down a bit. I still don't want an Elder Scrolls MMO for various reasons. Some grounded in logic, others in my own bias. For example, I'm still not a fan of the art style, third person, and the hotbar, even with technical reasoning behind the hotbar. Given that this game is still well over a year away, I'm curious to see what actions ZeniMax Online will take to win over players like me, Shank. Yeah, now for those who may not remember, this was the same person who threw us an email last week saying just how, and they were very emotional in the way they described things. They, they basically said just how much they did not want this MMO, which again, I, I like that someone, especially this person, can come back to us and say, hey, yes, my view has changed, but I'm still against it. And that's fine. That If that's how you look at it, that's fine. But I really think that the further we get closer to the the Elder Scrolls MMO coming out, like like Joe was saying earlier, that you know E3 is right around the corner. I'm expecting a lot more to come out for it, and a lot of people are going to see just how different it is in actuality than what was described by the uh, first PR. You know, campaign. it all comes down to this: the written word can easily be translated depending on the person who's reading it in different ways. Yeah. The only the, the the true uh, the, the true test of this game will be the hands-on beta or to see the videos in actual play. That's when we're going to get a real feel for what this game's about, and I think you're going to be surprised about how well the hot bar, for instance, I feel, and from what I've been reading, is going to feel a lot like the other um, Skyrim games. Just just instead of clicking your mouse button on the enemy yourself, you're clicking it on a bar. Right, and. Even then, it's going to be an MMO, and with anyone who's ever played MMOs, you know, try it out. You've always, MMOs always give you the first 30 days for free. You know, it's another Elder Scrolls game. You know, give it a shot. Why would you not want to try and experience uh, the Elder Scrolls universe in this perspective? Yeah, and honestly, you know... You know I'm sorry, Lou, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead, Joe. The, the art style for, for being an MMO is actually very good. You're never, yeah, ever, ever going to get, not for, I'm not getting, not for many, many, many years to come, are you going to have an MMO that looks anywhere, anywhere near like Skyrim? Because just because of the level of bandwidth and it's going to, you would have to have a supercomputer to run it on MMO style with that graphic style. It's just not possible. Well, I, I've got Skynet. I don't know what you guys got. <laughs> <laughs> I've got Skynet working on mine. <laughs> so until things improve with the internet and you know where you're getting 60 megs download on a constant speed, it's just not going to be viable for a lot of people who are running something like DSL and only getting you know three to four megs a second. It's just it would lag at three or four frames a second for them and wouldn't be playable. You know, mm-hmm. I don't care how big a graphics card you have, that's just the way it's going to be because it's, it's all based on the internet. So they had to dumb down the graphics in order for it to be fully playable and still try to give it the best look possible for this game and i've seen a lot of screenshots on this game and some of them look very good i'm looking at the article right now in my initial game informer and if this is in-game screenshots yeah it is this is amazing yeah it's like yeah, how, how do you this is a great great yeah. start. it looks like, as I, polished I, as rift it's not photorealistic but it is it's it's pretty sexy for an mmo it, it, it is the prettiest mmo out yeah. Right. Or, well, it, it ain't out yet, but when it comes out, it's going to be the prettiest MMO out there. So yeah, I mean, there's still uh, I, we completely understand your your trepidations over this, your problems with it. 
just try to keep all we're asking is that the fans of Elder Scrolls keep an open mind and don't judge anything yet based off two articles. It's just not it's not fair to Zenimax and it's not fair to Elder Scrolls fans everywhere. We just gotta wait and actually get our hands on this game before you know we say we like it or not because we could be extremely surprised at how well this game is done or we could be really disappointed we really don't know yet and like you said you're over a year away from the actual game being out i don't expect him to make any huge changes to the gameplay because that would delay another two years but um you might see a lot of minor changes and things went on the game that could win over players like you well i was just thinking if it's bad you know that I'm going to complain about it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> you do have a voice if it's not I'm, I'm already designing a special uh, Dean Force rant audio file for when this game comes out. <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll just toss in there, you know, Shank, as Joe was saying before, I think as we're all saying and agreeing, is that yes, it, you know, yeah, you have everyone's, you know, they've got their concerns, and I really think that ZeniMax, you know, if they are thinking that far ahead, I think they'll spend a bulk, the bulk of their time uh, trying to get players like you to actually try it out, because they do know that they have a they're taking a single player RPG game and taking it to a new level, and they know there's a big player base out there, a big fan base for the Elder Scrolls games who maybe are afraid of the MMO market. You know, you have players who just favor MMOs, players who prefer RP single player RPGs, and you know, if you have players like us, like. Joe, Dave, Arwen, myself, Liz, and Fred, we, we play yeah. anything. <laughs> you know, as long as we find it entertaining, we'll play it. I think they'll take their time, and I think they're going to do their best to allay whatever fears you may have, what others may have, and I think they'll do their best to try to get you to at least try it out, at least give it a shot. You know, if you don't like it, you don't like it. But if you do, I think everyone's going to be in for a really, really great surprise. Yeah. Yeah, just wait for E3, man. That's all I can say. Just wait for E3. <laughs> All right, any comments about this environment before we move on to the next email? Nothing positive. I I like I appreciate Shank and and his and his thoughts. Um but it, the negativity coming out about this MMO is uh kind of ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And um I I don't have anything that's not going to give us a one-star review, so <laughs> you better just move away from me right now cause this, <laughs> And I'm not no, I'm not I'm, Shank, believe me, I'm not te- I really do honestly appreciate, you know, what you said. I, I, I like your thoughts and that's why I included your email in our in our notes in its entirety. Um, because I, I think you've you've done a lot of thinking about this and, and I think all of your points are valid. Um and I'm I'm literally like getting angry trying to, you know, explain how I feel. But the fact is is that there's a lot of silliness being thrown around um on the internet that I've I've had to digest regarding this MMO and um, <clears throat> you know I appreciate your thoughts Shank and, and they're very well thought out and, and like I said I think you're coming from a genuine place but those out there that are just you know throwing, throwing mud on the window to just throw mud you guys have to give this thing a shot at least a little bit you know hear these guys out because um, some of you are just being real silly I have to agree Especially, <laughs> yeah so yeah, it's uh, yeah. Yeah. Dave, have me take our next email, buddy. <laughs> Absolutely. Dear Elder Scrolls off the record, that's us. I recently completed a 23.1 mile charity hike, which without your podcast, I'm not sure I would have been dude, able to. Even that, with dude, this that, podcast, I wouldn't cool. be able to do it. 
<laughs> I know. <laughs> that is cool, though. <laughs> In the end, I managed to raise just over 100 pounds for charity. Wow. Nice. The, the hours of fun and laughter kept me going through the blisters and aching muscles. Big thank you from about 91 ninjas. P.S. You earned yourself five stars. You know, big kudos for you for doing this charity hike, man. That's awesome. Mm. Yes. That is cool. Great work. And I, I'm glad we could help you out, really. It makes us kind of feel like we were a part of it, too. Uh, that is our neat. next email, Lou. All right. Our next email. Hey, Joe. Loving the Elder Scroll part of the show. Keep up the great work. I've been playing the There's game a since Morrowind, and you're continuing... Um, I don't have anything to do with the Elder Scroll. That's Lou. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> but thanks anyway. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> And you are continually piecing things together in this puzzle of a world named Nern. My tip for a topic would be the history of the Dark Brotherhood and what the connection to Sithis is derived from. Thanks for an incredibly weekly show, Brian, Fat the Destroyer. Okay. Well, Brian, ask and you shall receive. Yes, uh, we only touched a little bit about the Dark Brotherhood, and as we had before, there's a lot out there, a lot of good lore. Uh, I just gave everyone just a really, really <laughs> quick summary of all the information I pieced together without turning to a long journey out. Another episode of uh, Elder Scrolls off the record. There's <laughs> just so much out there. I'm hoping what's, uh, what I gave today will have people go out there and start doing some more research and, and start digging for the, um, well, for the lore on their own. Because you may be surprised at what you may find. Yeah, exactly. And our next email comes in from Justin. He says, hey guys, I'm a longtime fan of the show. I just wanted to ask if you all have done the Cursed Tribe Quest a.k.a. the Malakoth Daedric Quest. The reward for this quest is Volendrung, which is a sweet hammer that you all need to experience swinging around, one of the coolest uniques in the game. <laughs> I did do this one. I did it on my Red Guard. And the only problem I have with Volendrung is it's actually only really viable, I would say probably between level 20 to 30, to 35 maybe. But there's other weapons you can make or get later on that are, are better. But it is such a cool-looking weapon. It really is. It has some really cool what, abilities. What, what quest is this? Yeah, there's an orc encampment over near um, Riften that starts the yeah. quest. And there's a... a uh, I guess the orc camp, the chief, has did, did something stupid, and now they're bad luck. And the um, shaman wants your help to correct this problem. I'm not going to get into detail of it, because it's actually got a cool twist in the story. And then you get uh, Volendron when you complete it. Cool. So I, I highly recommend it. It's, it's a really cool... It's a really fun one to go do. Even if you don't do use two-handed weapons, it's still really cool to get. Any other thoughts? I'll probably do that in my palette. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I'm, I'm also thinking I'm up to <laughs> oh, this. I'm looking at it like, hmm. I thought Rift and okay. I'm going there next. <laughs> Your paladin may or may not have a problem with it, Lou. I know Dave's wouldn't. Oh, good. Well, then I'm going to do it. Well, the two-handed, you think, or, or just what's involved with the quest? <laughs> then what's involved with the quest. Ah, Oh, okay. It, that, that's right, it's I'll very very questionable <laughs> though on what how your how your character would perceive it. So, anyway, our next right. email, Dave. Okay, floor seekers. This comes from Darth Cag. Your great podcast and Lou's excellent lore segments have been responsible for me desiring to know more about the legend and lore of the greatest game that I've ever played. To this end, I googled if there was a way to read the great books of Skyrim outside the game. I quickly discovered a post entitled Dovahkiin Gutenberg. The author has compiled the texts of Skyrim 
into a download that can be installed on a Kindle or iOS device for reading on the go. I thought you and your fans might be interested. Book by book, page by page, day by day, I will get through all of these books. Thanks for all the work you do on the podcast. Keep up the great work. There is some... That is a lot yeah. of books. <laughs> There's some really good books, and they're like some of the storybooks that are not based on lore, just the actual stories, are pretty good. There's some creepy ones. <laughs> yes, My favorite uh, one uh, so far has been... Uh, I forgot the name of it, but it's a story about a... Uh, a student who is being taught the art of lockpicking by a horrible, horribly cruel teacher and eventually finds a way to get back at the teacher. I think that's Oliver, been my favorite so far. Oliver Twist? Fagin? What? No. <laughs> um, last bar in the chat room said the locked room. Yeah, that is it. That is it. The locked room. Our final email, Eve Arwen. This comes from bud284 and he says hi guys i was wondering considering your disapproval of liz's exploit <laughs> whether you think it's accept- accessible acceptable rather to ever use exploits personally i haven't yet as i want to get to at least level 50 and possibly up to 81 without them but once i do i'm seriously tempted on my next playthrough to use them so i don't have to grind so much and can get more out of my game also do you think that considering the amount of glitches and game breakers in the game that these exploits balance things out? Please don't be too hard on me. I'm just bring I'm just bringing it to the table for discussion and haven't used them myself. Cheers, Bud284. Um, Bud, me personally, I, you know, it's your game, dude. I mean, uh, and and this goes for this goes for anybody listening, of course. You know, it's it's your game. If if you want to use an exploit, a cheat um uh, you know a uh, a shortcut to get around certain things i mean that's that's up to you you know um uh, me personally do i do i consider that a an honest way of of getting from from level you know level a to level b not really i wouldn't i wouldn't recommend that that sort of gameplay simply because it's not how the developers intended for you to to play the game which is what the definition of an exploit is you're finding a loophole around the intended way that the developers had. I mean, if and the reason why I don't I don't consider that a good thing is because you sell yourself short. Now, if you don't believe that, if you if you don't see yourself as selling yourself short in gameplay or experience, then by all means, you know, do so. Now, there are some exploits that go as far as to just flat out cheating, and obviously, I don't think anyone would would think that's that's a, a good way of going um do i think this balances out the the uh the glitches and and game breaks that are that are in a game when released no absolutely not i don't think so at all i don't think if a game is released with glitches that you exploiting the game is a proper response are there workarounds for those those glitches yes of course and i i think for the time being that would be a proper response until the game is patched but i don't think it I don't think the ends justify the means ever. Well, I agree that it, it does. The game is put together like it is for a reason. They they made it to where you have to get hit to, to build up your armor. They made it to where you have to put together every piece of gear individually to be able to level up um, blacksmithing. They You have to go and trade 
a million times to level up speechcraft. That's how it's made. The one thing they do have in the game is they have you have the ability, like like Avarwin said earlier, to go and purchase skill ups five times per level. That is in the game to help you out on the things you don't like to do. Now, there are some mods which I use on normal characters. I mean, I haven't been using it for the, the challenge, of course, but normally I have a mod where I can break down things I make through blacksmithing to get back some of the materials. It's not all of it, mind you. I still have to go farm a little bit, but I blacksmithed, I've maxed out blacksmithing on pretty much every character I've ever made, and it gets tedious. I've done it so much that it's just so boring. I almost don't want to make a character because I know I'm going to have to go through blacksmithing or else I just don't feel right. So I do enjoy that mod just because it helps out a little bit. But it really, mm. you have to figure where where's that point for you where modding becomes cheating in a game? Does that make uh-huh. sense, guys? I think so, yeah. I have more of a stronger opinion on it, so I don't know if I'm going to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> I was one of those kids that despised the game shark growing up. I hated cheat codes. Um, the only the only codes I liked using is when you like in um, the classic code that allowed you for um, Super Street Fighter Two to use the same character against the same character. Because I didn't really feel like a cheat to me. It just opened up, unlocked a, a hidden portion of the game. Um, when it comes to exploits, to me, it always felt like I was cheating myself out of the game. In multiplayer games, using exploits is considered one of the worst things you could possibly do. And I take that in the same way as a single-player game. Take it on the same level, because you're not you're not just ruining it for... In a multiplayer, you're exploiting, you're ruining it for everybody else. In a single-player, you're just ultimately going to be ruining it for yourself, because you're going to be missing out on a lot. But I think Yvonne and Dave nailed it on the head pretty good. Lou? Well, yeah, I'm in the same, same boat with all of you. Uh, you know, again... As Barwin mentioned before, it's it's your game. In the end, it's your game. If that's what you want, that's what you need to maximize the satisfaction you get out of it. You know, then by all means, you know, do it. You know, it's up to you. Uh, but at the same point, the game was designed, as Dave said, uh, to be challenging. You know, it 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 makes you do use the abilities, use the skills in order for you to level, and you know, that's part of the fun. You know, of course, some of it can be boring, as, as blacksmithing can be. You know, the, the crafting skills, my God, in every single-player RPG or, or MMO, it can get so god-awful boring. <laughs> yeah. You dread that portion of the game. You know, but it's there. I mean, there are people who do love it, and some who do it because mm-hmm. it's necessary for them to build or beef up their character. You know, but again, it, it's up to you. I mean, there are mods out there, mods to help the player is a helpful tool, and then there are mods out there that are just flat-out exploits meaning they found a weakness in the game, and now they're just taking full advantage of it. But it all boils down to, you know, what do you consider fun? If you need or want this stuff to help you enjoy the game, go for it. But I personally think that, again, you're just, you're missing out on part of the fun. I also take it... You're missing out on the challenge. Yeah, I also take it from the perspective of a game designer. I mean, we spend... When a game goes into beta, that's our time to cover all these loopholes, all these exploits... That's why we have a, a huge team of testers trying to find all of them. And it's kind of like a slap in our face when people are using it to go around all the stuff that we tried to develop as a challenge for you guys. And when you use those exploits, it's going around what we did for you. Like when me and Dave, and Minecraft even, we build dungeons in our server for a challenge for people. And when they try to cheat it, it's like a, a, a kind of a slap in the face to me and Dave. 
Yeah. So that's kind of another way I look at it. That's why I don't do it. But that's me. Anyway, we have some five-star review shout-outs on all those serious topics over. Lou, you want to take these? Sure. Five-star review shout-outs from America, Timicus, Scotty, D86, Breaking in a Dam, The Guinea, Darth Baron, The Great Bandit King. This one's for you, man. <laughs> from our friends in New Zealand, The Headless Archer. Sir, how do you aim? <laughs> That's all. I, I, I'm just, I'm just curious. Aim. How do you aim? <laughs> aim mod cheating. From our friends down under, JMZ gamers make the world go round. Yes, they do. And oh, retweet mentions from Gonzo Knox, Warlock seventy, Annie Skyrim. Hey, lot lore. Scott D one nine eight six, Silar two three three two. Oh, must be a heroes fan. <laughs> Vector Parcel. A Crampton, 8 1. Aaron, JG, 7 7. Kimaru, Nerdy Boys, 0101. And our final thoughts of this episode. Um, I am still loving the challenge, personally. Um, even though I can't stand my character sometimes, I still love it because <laughs> it is a challenge for me and it's a new way of looking at the game. And I am so still looking forward to the Elder Scrolls Online and all the little information I can get my little grubby hands on as well as the download content for Skyrim. It's just heaven to me, thinking about when it's going to come out. Eve Arwen? Um, as far as the challenge goes, I, I still think this, this was an amazing idea. Um, however, I, I think I bit off more than I could chew regarding the, the timetable that we set for ourselves and the kind of character and the way I've been playing it. Um, I, I, I recognize a lot of mistakes that I've made, and I think in our next challenge, I'll, I'll try to adjust ever so slightly. Um, but even though this, this week was, you know, frustratingly difficult for me and, and last week wasn't much better, um, I have been having a lot of fun trying to think up of new ways to, to play this character. On the MMO side, um, I just want to, you know, say to Shank one more time, you know, I, I do appreciate, you know, the, the thoughts that you've made. Um, however... I really wish that there'd be people out there that would, you know, give this a fair shake, uh, approach it with an open mind, because these guys are working really hard to make sure that this is keeping as an Elder Scrolls game, even to make sure that the, the lore in this game has the continuity as the rest of the single player games in the series. And Lou. Well, my final thoughts. Uh, this challenge, what can I say? <laughs> it, 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 I'm not going to lie, it has been kicking me in the rear. Seeing the game from this point of view, from a play style that I never really uh, use at all, whether it's a single-player RPG, like, you know, for example, Baldur's Gate, Neverwinter Nights, to the MMOs, like EverQuest, EverQuest 2. I've never really been much for sword and board, plate-wearing characters, and all these years I've been playing these games, you know, I've never... I've experienced it, and this is an eye-opener for me. I can see it both times, just how fun it is, and at times just how frustrating it can be. <laughs> uh, especially the way the mechanics of Skyrim are designed. You know, As Dave was mentioning, you know, getting bashed a hundred times by a Draugr and your heavy armor skill isn't going up at all. <laughs> it's still stuck at what it is. But you know, in the end, I'm still having... I, it's fun. You know, It is a challenge for me. It's an honest challenge, and I'm glad we're doing it because it's now making me see this game from this point of view. Uh, and I'm hoping, well, no, 
unless I maybe put myself on a uh, coffee drip for the next seven days, <laughs> I might make it to 50. <laughs> I just might. Uh, and for those who are worried about the MMO, yeah, about ESO, hey, you're a fan of the series. Otherwise, you wouldn't be here. You wouldn't play the games. It's another avenue that Bethesda and Zenimax are giving you to experience this universe. I'm always going to say give it a shot. Give it a fair shake. Do your homework. Find out the information that's out there. It's awesome. You know, it, give it a fair shake. That's all I ask. And Dave. I'm surprised none of you in the final thoughts have talked about the single most coolest thing that we had come out this week. Zoma oh God. Dragonborn applied by Zenimax. <laughs> oh my goodness. I'm so excited. Oh, I, I am and really that's excited just about a name. that. But yes, I, <laughs> I know. Could you imagine? Let them put out a picture. Let them put out a picture. <laughs> but I, I'm still having a ton of fun with my my level 40 character. I'm just wishing. I'm you expecting. Know, the guys that are. I'm expecting to hear. What's up? Get a call from Dave during E3. Oh my god. Oh my god. You see that tree? Did you see that tree? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> it has berries on it. What berries. does that mean? <laughs> Liz is making fun of me in the chat. David gets excited over little things. Well, the little things are what makes life fun. <laughs> you be quiet. Amen to that. <laughs> so, I'm hoping to get. You know, some real playtime into my character. I'm going to have to build back up to where I was last week. But hopefully I'm, I'll be at 50 and be able to tell some some spoilers to Lou and Varwin. All right. How to reach us. You know what, Dave? I'm going to let you do it. Oh, goodness. Okay. How to reach us. You can go to our site at elderscrollsofftherecord.com. I believe you can also go to skyrimofftherecord.com. But if I'm wrong, please Go to ElderScrollsOffTheRecord.com. You can go to our main portal site where you can find any of our wonderful shows from our amazing hosts at www.QuestGamingNetwork.com. If you have an email to tell me just how wonderful my pigtails are or anything else that may be on your mind about Elder Scrolls, send it in to ElderScrollsOffTheRecord at gmail.com. If you have five minutes and want to send us some awesome surveys, Please take our radio survey. It can be found on any of our brand new sites. It only takes about five minutes to do. Very important. And we get some amazing feedback. It's more important than what we have going on, even with the five-star reviews on iTunes. So just send a, send one in. It doesn't take any time at all. You can reach us at Twitter. You can reach, actually, the podcast at Twitter, at Elder Scrolls Off the Record. That's Elder, at Elder Scrolls O-T-R. All one word. Elder Scrolls OTR. Joe is at author J.R. Wilson. Varwin is at A-V-A-R-W-Y-N. Because if I said win, people would put W-I-N. You see what I had yeah, to do yeah. there? <laughs> okay, anyway. Um, Lou is at GamerGuy11B. One, one yeah, okay, I didn't. That, that one was, it was, it was good. It was just there. You know what really does it, though? G A! <laughs> yeah, the gamer guy, I can't really do with the, the voice, but you know what I can do with the voice? What's that, Dave? Mine. D I E N Force! <laughs> That's right, I'm at D in Force. Send me a line, just yell at me, do whatever you want to do. I'm, I'm usually there. 
Elder Scrolls Off the Record is a Quest Gaming Network production in association with Middle Earth News Network. It's Middle Earth Network. I just want to say, oh. thanks for all you all next week. Take care, guys. Be safe. Thanks for listening. Take care, everyone. Have a good night. See you all next week. Say bye, Dave. Bye, Dave. Who's road? So who's going to go to the uh, J- Justin Bieber slash Rebecca Black uh, concert? Lou and I already got our tickets. Front row, baby. All set, backstage passes. The stuff we had to do to get those tickets. Oh, my God. Yeah. It was ridiculous. Suddenly, I am no longer in the mood to do a show with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Great. You want to talk about groovy action? There you go. <laughs> oh, be right back. Got a few. I can't wait. I've got I've got several Disney posters for him to sign. I can't wait. I might ask him to sign my butt. <laughs> I've got the very first issue. I, oh, I can't wait for him to sign that. Did you get Did you, did you get 2006's March Bop? <laughs> <laughs> when he was a 12 year old you're gonna kill Dave <laughs> I can't breathe <laughs> I don't believe in the ethical tra- unethical treatment of plants pesticides ripping them up from their roots killing them like that Shh, not right anyway stealing their babies <laughs> come on really you're stealing their babies then you imagine that's like you know there's a butt crack to Alabama plus I mean if if Robin Hood were to jump Joe you know Joe would be geeking out like <laughs> oh my god this is so cool! Oh, right, let me get my that. picture taken with you, dude. Come here. Sign. Come here. Just go get the Sign my forehead, my foot, my hand. I don't care. <laughs> See now, I'm horribly offended by nudity. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to take that other half of that man card. Yes, Yvarwin, take his man card. Put it back in Dave's purse next to his tampon. Okay? Wow! <laughs> wow! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Lou, virtual high five for that one. You ready? <laughs> 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 <laughs>